welcome to It Takes Two with your host. And D. This is the show where Shayla gives her expert opinion and then I tell you the truth. Today we are broadcasting from Toronto. We finally figured out where we were going to go at the last minute. We were literally just sitting in the airport and Shayla closed her eyes and picked. And that's how we ended up here. That's not really, you know, whatever. It's close enough. Um, today's topic is getting stuck in a rut. How you keep your marriage fresh and it'll be brief. We'll make it real quick and we're going to get out back into this wonderful weather that we're experiencing here in Toronto. We'll discuss how to deal with whiny or clingy children, letting your daughters play football, and breastfeeding in public. As always, we'll give our parent tips, confessions, and favorite kids. So, to get started, Shayla, how do you think you keep your marriage from getting in a rut or fix it once it's in a rut? Um, I think we've had a few ruts during our time. Um, I think it's important to try to um, go out, like either go on a date or like take a vacation, um, which is often hard to do with kids, but just do something, even if it's like a staycation, like you stay in your city and just like, you know, have somebody watch your kids for the night or something. Um, just so the two of you can be out um, and just just concentrate on each other. Also, I think um, sex definitely plays a big role on it. Um, so it's, I think it's important to um, make sure you are um, um, fulfilling your partner's like sexual needs and vice versa. I think that's um, really important to you know a marriage and relationship. Uh, I think it's important to like talk about it. Um, Sometimes it's like taboo, like talk, talk about your likes and dislikes and what you want to do and, um, you know, just try new stuff, especially, you know, if you've been together so long, it kind of gets monotonous, um, but I think it's important to try new things and try to get better and try to talk to that person, um, and see what they like so that you can, um, kind of hone in on, on how you can be better and then over years like likes might change you might want something different you might want to switch it up so you know be that person for your significant other um that's all um i mean pretty much i don't have much to add to what shayla said like never stop dating like treat it like it's a date and as you get deeper into your marriage and your family life and just being an adult it's harder to just go on dates so you, you have to put in more of an effort to plan your dates. I think as you're younger, it's just spontaneous, like, hey, what do you want to do? Let's go do this. Uh, when you're older, it's like, oh, the kids have to be here, and then they have to be here, and then I got to be at work this time in the morning, and I got to stay at work late. So you have to plan, like, a date night or at least once a month or do something consistently, going to the movies, even if it's now. Like, sometimes Shayla and I just will pull out one of our laptops and we're going to watch a movie in bed or really just fall asleep watching a movie. Um, but on that, I think that you should try to steer clear of having electronics in your bedroom. Um, the watching movie thing is something that we do from time to time, but we don't have a TV in our room. And if I didn't use my phone for like an alarm, I probably would prefer that we not have that in the room as well. But beyond that, like to... I think you have to put your spouse above everyone. 
And that's hard when you're a parent to say, like, I'm going to put somebody above my kids. But if you don't put your spouse above your children, then one, like, you're not necessarily on the same page. And then two, when your kids leave, then you find out that you're, when your kids grow up and leave, you find out you don't even know who you're left in the house with. Um, I agree with Shayla on the sex thing. Like, you have to fulfill your partner's sex quota. You have to understand uh, what they like, how often they like it, and try to meet their needs. Um, be open to new things. Be open to reinventing yourself. And that's sexually or just in general, like, becoming a new person. Like, Shayla and I are nowhere near the same people we met as teenagers. We met each other as teenagers decades ago. So... Reinvent yourself, be open to your partner changing, um, and forgive. Forgiveness forgiveness is the most important part of it all. I know I hold grudges, and I need to let go of that, and I try my best, and I need to take a, a page from Shayla's book, who she just lets things go and moves on quicker. Okay, so Shayla, to our questions, how do you deal with a whiny or clingy child? Um, because you love them. I think this is a little difficult because um, that's I your favorite thing in the world, having a whiny clean absolutely child. Absolutely not. Um, I absolutely hate whining. It but, makes you feel loved. But I um, I think it's difficult because at some point, um, you know, like sometimes kids are whiny and a little more whiny than um, others or at other times. So I think um, I still struggle with this. They seem to be whiny more so with me. I wonder why that then is. Then with B. So I think, I think it's um, kind of like the same thing, you know, as with punishment. You have to, um, like, let them know what's accepted and what's not, and then follow through with that. A lot of so times. So maybe is that why they're. A lot of times. One here with you and not me. I keep getting a job that a lot of times I end up just getting frustrated and telling them to go to their room. And then yelling at everybody. Um. Yeah, so I think because I hate whining and it just irritates me so much. So um, I think it's our fourth that probably whines the most. Um, but I think I mean I think it's difficult. I think I think D has D does a little better than me in that department, and I'm it's a struggle, and I'm trying. Um, and of course, as they get older, it stops. But I think maybe because I'm just... Um, it doesn't stop, though. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it doesn't. Bell and Kingston don't whine. So what you mean is as they get older, D stops them. No. So I am working on that. And I am trying to, to kind of nip it in the bud um, right before, right when it starts. And I am a work in progress, D. <laughs> Dealing with whiny and clingy kids, like... Whiny, I feel like there's two separate things. They're not necessarily, well, they're, they're not necessarily the same thing. Whiny kids is just, basically, you've negatively reinforced that. Like, they whine, you give them what they want, so they'll stop. So they figure out that's the method of communication that works with you. So they continue to do it. So make it where that method of communication doesn't work. Uh, and... You have to be consistent with it. You have to be disciplined and not allowing it. It doesn't necessarily require you yelling or uh, any physical, like, interaction. It could literally just be, I'm not going to talk to you if you're talking that way. 
Like that's what I, that's the conversation I have with our middle daughter now. If she starts to whine, I'll say, I'll ask her, is she a baby or is she a big girl? I'll ask her, is she being a good leader to her younger sister? I'll let her know that 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 her talking like that is not going to get acknowledged, and that usually fixes it. But it's consistently every time when we get in the car after school, and after school is usually the most whining that I have to deal with because everybody's tired and everybody's getting on everybody's nerves, and we have to drive around and pick up a couple kids. So there's whining in the car with snacks or toys that might have been left in the car or whatever. So we just resolve that. And worst case scenario, you just can't fix it. Then I'm gonna need you to go take a nap and not talk to anybody else until you learn to talk properly. That usually fixes it for me, which is why I don't have that issue. As far as clingy kids, I think clingy children is a social um, anxiety. Um, I don't know if I want to say separation anxiety. I just think it's a social anxiety, whereas they don't feel confident standing on their own, and they need you to be there as as a security blanket almost. So I think you have to push that child to be more social. Um, Just find different methods and, once again, make it a consistent push. And as long as you do that, eventually we'll work past that. I think you can find ways to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Be affectionate without being clingy. So work towards that. Shayla, would you let any of our daughters play football? Um... I would, and they're younger. I don't think I, I, I don't think I think I'd be a little nervous as they got older, like high school, middle school age. If they're like the kicker, can they be the kicker? What like what age? <laughs> well, you tell me, buddy. This is your answer. I don't know. Possibly. I think um, like flag football is cute. Girls can play flag football. Oh, so you're just in it for the cuteness I of think, the issue. I think it gets a little tougher. Uh, you know, as they start tackling, um, girls, boys are rough, like, they hit really hard, and I just wouldn't necessarily want my little girl to... What if you had a really, what if one of our dogs is really, like, large girl? Like, Steven Adams from Oklahoma, from OKC Thunder, his sister is, like, an Olympic shot putter, and she's, I don't know, something crazy, like, six, eight, three hundred pounds or something. Like, I might have just totally made those numbers up, but she's a large girl. Would you let her play football? Like, what age? I'm not like, like, I feel I mean, like she, I, I'm pretty sure at every age she was bigger than most of the boys that yeah. were in her family. But is she, I don't know. I don't know, that's a tough one. I would when they're younger. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be like, hell no, you're not playing. Um, I but you did once say them. that with our sons, like, they can't play football. I just wouldn't, they played football. Yes, but before that, you're like, oh, when they were, when they were like, Tiny, tiny, you're like, my boys are never playing football, ever. They can't play football and hockey. You I know, it's brutal. You, and, and you see, like, they grab it anyway, so it worked out. So you feel like that? But, <laughs> so your point was proven, or what? So, no, I'm saying the girls, I feel like, um, if my girl really absolutely wanted to play, I would possibly let her play. I wouldn't, like absolutely force her not to play but I wouldn't necessarily want her to play especially as she got older like middle school to high school especially high school when you know boys have hit puberty and they hit freaking hard they're big and they hit hard I think that's um because if you think six eight three hundred pound girl and six eight three hundred pound boy like that boy's running her over 
Okay, but if she's a girl that's literally bigger than every boy in school. Yeah, until she's not. Until she's not bigger than every boy on the opposite team that's trying to... Okay, well, and if your son is the same way, and then all of a sudden he's not bigger than every boy, so you're going to be like, okay, you need to stop playing right now. This I, team, I this team y'all about to play. This team y'all about to play is real big. Don't play with them. I'm kind of glad that they decided not to play football now, the boys. But have they kept playing football? Like so once they got to the team, once they got to the uh, the team that's bigger than them, then they gotta stop. No, I'm saying, you know, once they get older, they hit harder. <clears throat> so you'll so let your daughter play until she gets to middle school. Is your is your end game? I wouldn't absolutely tell her that she can't play if she really wanted to play. Maybe I would still let her play, but I would not. I would definitely kind of be opposed to it. Just like the boys. I mean, you know. As they get older, it's harder. There's too many risks football. I more or less agree with you. Um, it's an age thing. I think at certain points, like for instance, our oldest daughter and our youngest son, um, that we call our twins because they're 18 months apart, our daughter is actually bigger than our son. She's maybe a half an inch taller, but she definitely weighs more than he does. Or she's thicker. But when it comes to being rough, like they play fight, they do MMA together, but. Pretty much every time they get to fighting, there comes a point where he's actually hurting her, because like you said, some like boys are a little bit rougher. If our daughter was super super rough and tough and just wanted to do it and enjoyed it, like I would let her continue. Um, I'd be extremely cautious of it as well. But I agree with you. I was just arguing for argument's sake. As usual. I mean, usually you're wrong, so. Yeah. Argument, the argument needs to be made to yeah. to enlighten the people. How do you feel about breastfeeding the public? I feel like you breastfeed wherever you feel like breastfeeding. I breastfed everywhere. I did have a cover-up just because I just didn't necessarily want people, like, staring at me. But I had no qualms about when I, I mean, I had Shaden, you know, 16 and a half years ago, more than that. And, um... I was walking around the mall breastfeeding him. I had a little, like, you know, a little burp rag over over it. But I feel like breastfeeding is not... If you can feed your baby with a bottle in public, you should be able to feed your baby <laughs> that's with so, That's totally not the same thing. No, it okay. totally is. Like, that's it's the not, nourishment okay. for your child. They're eating. So I feel like <laughs> okay. that's why there's so many rules and laws about that. Like, you can't be discriminatory towards women. I mean, there's places... Of course, like, even walking through the airport, you see little places where you can nurse or pump. I see little pods um, that you can nurse or pump, which I think is cool. But at the same time, I don't feel like women should be forced into hiding because shit, everybody fucking came from a woman's vagina. And, it, and like a lot of people, um, you know, had drank breast milk. So I think it's normal. And I think so peeing is a natural thing. So I should probably just be able to do that wherever I want, right? Peeing is not for nourishment of a child. But I need to pee. Yes, and you can so if, so why should I be forced into not hiding? Pull, why not, should I be forced into hiding? You shouldn't pull your penis out in front of people. You shouldn't pull your breast out in front of people. Breasts are over-sexualized. Breasts are for the nourishment of a child, of a child to have milk. They are over-sexualized, and so when people see breasts, they're like, oh my gosh, like I see a nipple, I see breasts. Like, when you're breastfeeding a child, I think it's totally different. That's just like when I, when I breastfed the kids, like I didn't necessarily want my breasts touched. Like, sexually, you know, it wasn't as, as, it was, like, different. It was just, like, a different feeling. It's, like, your body goes into, like, mommy nourishment mode versus, like, oh, this feels good sexual mode. So I think 
men need to stop over sexualizing the fact that babies need milk from a breast and if a woman if I didn't have a, a blanket or something or because or after the the last few I had um like a breastfeeding thing that I just put over them which I love but if I didn't have that I'm not gonna be like well I can't feed my kid no I'm just gonna like you know pull it down as much as I can and pop a boob like so you literally never did that you're lying I have that's such a lie Shayla what? like stop being stop being women's lib right now shut it's up I definitely first of so all so you have never been anywhere with me in public and just titty out in the baby's mouth like, my whole titty's not out I still cover up but I'm saying if I don't have a full cover like if I have like a, a Shayla you're a, lying right now up. like you literally always covered up shut up I have I, I get, I get it. You're trying to be all woman's lip. Oh right my now. gosh! Cool. I no, get it. I get I'm not, it. I'm not. I'm not gonna pull like out my entire. You're down breast. for the cause. You're down for the cause. I'm not I gonna pull it. out. I never pulled out my entire breast out. But I'm saying I have where I. Why are you yelling at me? Just, just enough so they can get on. But I'm still covered. But I did not have a blanket. This is totally At the same not time, true. I don't, I don't feel like women who, who feel like you know, they're just gonna. Get a breast. I mean, I I feel like you could probably cover up, but it's still like to each his own. Like if you want to breastfeed in public, then you should be able to. Since the dawn of time, like the reason why we're all here today is because women breastfed their babies. No one's arguing how like children are nourished. Like that's not the and point. And if you're at all. out and about and your baby's hungry, like of course, like people, like do you really think like at dinner or you know at the supermarket that women really want to be like holding a baby to breastfeed you think like women pick oh you know what there's a ton of people around let me breastfeed this baby right now no I like do. Do. the majority of time like i would i would try to breastfeed before like right after feeding i would try to go out and do my step and then sometimes like baby's hungry again and you're like oh hell i do think that some women are purposely proving the point that i'm a woman and this is natural and you have to accept it so i'm gonna pull my titty out and i'm gonna breastfeed this kid at the table in freaking hooters and I say this because I literally saw a picture of a chick in Hooters at the table with her entire boob out and the kid breastfeeding. Like, like you're just trying to I prove mean, a I point. Think, I think you don't I, have to have, I think there's ways you don't have to have your entire boob out. Even if I lift that's, my shirt that's up my right point. now. Like, you're trying to prove a point. If I lift my shirt up right now, I can lift it to where you don't see boob, the baby's on the breast, um, and then I can, like, cover it up. I've never had my entire, where people saw my breast, even when I didn't have a cover-up, I still covered up enough that you didn't see anything. So I do feel like maybe people that's my point. Chicks go are trying to prove a point. Top, so, um, so what are you serving? Like, that's, that's, you're trying to, like, most of the, a lot of these chicks, I'm not gonna say most, a lot of chicks are out here trying to prove a point that, like, all your over-sexualization of boobs and blah, 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 and all that stuff, like, cool. Like, everything, every point you had was very valid, but you're, you're overkill with it. You're overkill with it. They're trying to, like, I'm going to throw it in your face to make you, because you feel oppressed. Like, cool, but I don't know. Whatever. No, I feel like, um, I feel like, like, if it's hot, like, if it's super hot outside and there's no air, I don't want to be covering my kid completely up. But I do feel like you can be, you can have it, like I said, I could, like, pull my shirt up, pull my shirt just enough where... Like, I just put the baby right there, and you don't see anything but the baby's head and my shirt right, right, like, at that edge. But it's still, like, they're not completely covered, because it's freaking hot. It's hot in there. Like, I've breastfed, and my baby's, like, in there sweating, breathing hard, because it's freaking hot as balls in the, under the blanket. So, so I, you might die. 
It's hot. Do you want to be? Do you want to eat with a blanket over your head, freaking hot as I don't know what? No. So I can see, but at the same time, I'm not saying pull the entire breast out and like do it because there are ways that you can, you know, be a little less out there. And I also feel like for other kids, like our kids, they know, you know, a lot of kids know it's like natural for that. But I know that like. It's kind of weird, like say moms didn't breastfeed or something, or you know they're the only child and they didn't know. It's kind of you know weird to like look up and have some woman's nipple out. So I, I, at that same token, I do feel like you could, you should. There are ways that without a cover up that you can cover up enough that no one sees your breast or nipple. And I have done it before, where my breast and nipple were not out, so people can see. As soon as the baby's off, I lift it up and pull it down, and nobody, nobody sees anything. So I do feel like sometimes people go a little over the top. But I don't feel like you should have to like go to the bathroom to breastfeed or go to the car to breastfeed because you don't feel comfortable breastfeeding in that area. Because sometimes it makes noise too, like, <laughs> and people are like uncomfortable with the noise. I think that's ridiculous. But I do feel like you don't have to pop your entire breast out for all of everyone to see like there are ways that you can cover up without completely covering your whole child with a blanket but why is that why is that ridiculous for somebody to be bothered by the noise like you're bothered by your kids if they're like quote-unquote smacking when they eat their food or chew with your mouth closed or whatever right but you you they can help that you can be like exactly so but so that annoys you yeah, like you, okay so then why would it not be annoying for someone to hear your freaking child slurping on your like tip yeah but I'm not leaving. I don't feel like I should be forced to leave because so, I'm so the, the, the whole thing is like women feel like oppressed or whatever. So because you feel oppressed, you're not like looking at it from a pers- from like an everything perspective. Like so, if 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 a person next to me so is smacking is chewing loudly, I could say, you know what, go to the bathroom. And no, you could be annoyed. Like the, here's the thing: is no one tells you, hey, go take that baby somewhere else. But you're you're like you didn't say. They have. You didn't they say somebody said. That. You didn't say somebody told you to go breastfeed somewhere else. You said it bothered somebody. Okay, well. So I since meant, it bothered somebody, that's no different than you being bothered by the way somebody eats. I, I meant like pe- like bothering so much that people tell them like you need to go elsewhere to breastfeed your child. Okay, well that's cool. Like no, that's that's not okay. Like and that's not my point. My, to to me like cover up fine. Breastfeeding public sit at the table. No, you shouldn't have to go somewhere else. Me personally, I feel like and this is just my feeling because I've never breastfed and I'm not a woman, so I can't say this is like the the golden standard rule. I feel like I would want to go somewhere else. I would want to be alone. That's just me. I don't know. I don't but regard, but and, and that's cool. Like no one says you can't eat your food. But the thing is, like, like my perspective is those women who are trying to prove a point. So they're literally titty out, like completely out of their shirt, breastfeeding their baby. And if you look at pretty much every restaurant you go to or any store you go in, any store you go in, it says no shirt, no shoes, no service. So you pulling your titty out is no shirt. Like, if I walked into a restaurant with no shirt on, they're not going to let me eat in that restaurant. So, you're feeling oppressed because you're all on your women's lip or whatever. Like, not the move. But, I mean, I agree. Women should be able to breastfeed anywhere. You shouldn't have to. But I think it's a, like, there's pumping stations or whatever. So, like, I like I had a I had a friend on Facebook who was complaining because she didn't get the proper pumping station at work. So, it's like... Sometimes you want to be alone. Sometimes you don't want to be alone. Well, work like, is different. Work is different. Like, when I, I'm a nurse and I had to pump, like, it's really, like, 
uncomfortable to like I ended up getting these free me cups you put in your shirt and I would pump anywhere I'd pump at the nursery and people wouldn't know because it goes inside your shirt and you wouldn't see it why is it uncomfortable well I'm saying you you literally to pump normally you have to take your entire breast out hold the pump there and pump you can't just pump why can't like you, that why can't you, can't you get a cover up and then go underneath it and all that and just be pumping like that no because then like you're holding this thing it's not they need to provide rooms when you're oh so that's not okay like how is that different if my kid can't I can have work, I can have a huge child right there yeah. but I can't have a machine I can't have two like bottles you're not gonna if you have a you're not gonna be in a meeting at work with your child breastfeeding you're probably gonna go into your room it's totally different than when you're out and about okay so let me ask pumping you pumping is the same thing so if we went out to a restaurant like if, if you went out to a restaurant with some co-workers after work no kids but all of a sudden you feel like you need to pump you gonna pump right there, or you gonna go to the bathroom and pump? Well, if I had those freebie cups, I'd probably pump. I could pump right there. But regularly, you know, freebie cups, you just no, gonna... because you have to take your entire. Okay, so out. you're gonna go there. So if you went out with some coworkers after work, but you had to grab your child because the babysitter was had to do something else to do, you're gonna breastfeed at the table. Yes. Which, how is that different? Because you don't have to take your entire breast out and hold it there and pump. You can't do anything. Like, when you're breast, when you're pumping, you literally are holding the pump there. Except for when you're you literally holding up. a baby there. No, I can hold it one arm this and eat with the other. I think, I think, I, it's, it's a natural fact of life. I think, um. I think y'all just want something to argue I don't about. think. You just you want to be mad know. about I something. Think, <laughs> I think that in any, in any place you are, you can cover up. You can lift your shirt up slightly. Yeah, your back is out a little bit. But your entire boot does not have to be out. Because honestly, like, it is, it does make people uncomfortable. And sometimes, you know, for social norms, like, you shouldn't have your entire breast out. And you don't, and the thing is, you don't have to have it out. And you don't necessarily have to cover your kid completely up. Like, it's not one or the other. Like, you can still cover up and not have a cover completely over your kid. But I feel like it's natural. And if I'm at the grocery store, I'm at a restaurant, I'm at the movies, and my kid needs to breastfeed, um... Breastfeed. Movie's totally different. Pull your titties out and whip, whip them both out. Feed somebody else's kid the movies. Um, like, whatever. But I don't care where I am. I'm going to breastfeed. Because it's in, like, like the thing is, like, breastfeeding in itself, you know, I mean, like, it takes, like, yes, it's like a bonding session with your kid. But at the same time, like, it takes a lot out of you. Like, the first few months, it's every two hours. Like, can you imagine, no matter what you're doing, every two hours... You have to sit still and let somebody breathe. Yeah, you. somebody has to be sucking on your nipple to get some milk out, regardless of what you have that, to do. Is that a lot of work? <laughs> um, no, I, I, I mean, is it, like, I'm serious, like, is it... It's not is a it, lot of work, it's inconvenient. Like, you're, like, doing stuff and you're like, okay, baby's hungry, I gotta feed I gotta sit down. I gotta feed the baby. But no, like, if you're doing something, like, say you're cooking dinner or something, you're like, oh, hell. Like, I've, I've, cooked, I've been cooking dinner and ended up having a breastfeed a kid. While you were time. cooking? Yes. And this is cook. another thing I literally never seen. Shayla, you're just making up shit right now. Yeah. Shayla, like. <laughs> if the kid is hungry, do you, you have children? You, you have no choice but to still do it. Do you have children I don't know about? D, I don't know. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were with me 24 7, 365. <laughs> My bad. I didn't realize. I didn't realize Shayla, that this, how do you, was, this was the dawn of uh, oppression to females and we had to be with our husbands all the time. I wasn't allowed. Like, I wasn't What are you saying right now? You're just saying random I dumb said, shit right I've now. I've had to feed a kid Shayla. while I'm. Um, especially, like, the times if you're not there, like, if I don't have pump milk and you're not there to, like, help me, what am I going to do besides bust it out and feed the kid while I'm cooking dinner? Like, I've had to do stuff, it, it's inconvenient in itself. So, if I'm eating dinner, and I'm at a restaurant, and I'm like, okay, baby's hungry, the majority of the time, no matter if you feed the baby before, the baby seems to be hungry exactly when your food comes. 
So now I'm hungry. Baby's hungry. I'm getting more hungry while the baby eats because it's taking nurse. calories. And I'm going to feed the baby and I'm going to eat my food. Okie dokie, buddy. Moving on. What's your mommy tip for the week? Um, my mommy tip is to find something you like to do. Like, whatever it is. Like, working out, reading, going for walks. Um, just doing whatever and just do it. Like, you don't even... It, it's something that doesn't have to take, you know, a whole lot out of your day. But just do something. Um, find knitting, you know, crocheting sewing just like you know find something that you can just like do so get a hobby get a hobby and, you know <laughs> and honestly like i think it'll help your kids like if you crochet like you know you have kids they'll be like oh i want to learn you know how to do that or if you're sewing like your kid might want to learn and it's something that you can use bonding to but it's also something like i like to read it's something that <clears throat> a way to like you can read and you can escape and like all your kids can be reading and you can read too so you can still be in the presence of everyone and still have, like, a little escape or something that you really like to do. Shayla's hobby involved in the children is drinking while she does their hair. I'm a lot. He so, makes me sound like so, a alcoholic. So I like to read. I do not drink that much. <laughs> that much. That, that much is a relative term. Anyway, my daddy tip is have friends and interests outside of your marriage and family. Um, sometimes you just need to get away. And I'm not saying be out all night or do whatever that is and... I understand the whole, like, old cliche of your spouse being your best friend and everything, and yeah, that's cool. But like Shayla said before, she has people she vents to that aren't me because I don't necessarily enjoy venting. But if you have friends that, even if it's not someone to go and, like, complain about your life with, just go out and do things with them um, just to get your mind off of things. For me, it's a bit easier because being a firefighter, that means... Uh, with my schedule, I spend a third of my life away from home. And so basically I have a whole another family and I can go to work and not have to discuss um, problems with kids or wife at all and just forget about it if, if need be if I was you know if I was having a bad some some issues at home, uh, I can get my mind off of it there. but just have something outside of that. Even if it's you have a group of friends and y'all meet up on Saturday mornings and play ball at the Y or go play flag football at the park, just have a, have an out. So that's kind of what Shayla said, but minus your family. Would you like to do your confession or you want me to do mine? Sure. Um, so, um, in regards to, like, whining or kids doing stuff, my confession is um, I definitely say I'm going to call your dad probably more than I should when I'm at home especially that that uh our number two I definitely um like I punish too but I just feel like sometimes the I'm gonna call your dad is um you know kind of reinforces that more so than just what I do that's shameful <laughs> Um, but that's an age-old thing from the dawn time. My confession is that I sometimes fake sleep, so Shayla has to deal with the kids. Um, I deal with them all the time. I take the majority of the time. They're with me all the time. So sometimes I'll just... I take naps, but sometimes I'm awake and I'm waking up from my nap and I just stay there in bed anyway and listen to the madness that's going on and try to go back to sleep so I don't have to deal with it. Who's your favorite kid for the week? I'm going to say Shade and our oldest. Um, Shade's super helpful. Sometimes he, you know, isn't as happy to be helpful. But he's absolutely, you know, super helpful. Like, he helps 
um, making sure, you know, like, especially when we're not there, that stuff still gets done, and, you know, everybody's in line, and, um... In line? Like, walking through school? Like, gets their stuff together. Oh, got you. Um, so, you know, he makes sure he's, when, when kids do their chores, he's the supervisor. Um, he, you know, like, if they're doing something wrong, um... He's like our, you know, go-to. So I just, I think Shaden's, um, Shaden's definitely my favorite kid of the week. My favorite kid of the week is my youngest son, Beanie. Uh, I'm picking him this week because I'm harder on him than I am on everybody else. Um, I don't know if it's because he's more like me because he has the worst attitude, because he's an overachiever. Um, not really sure why. Um, he gets on my nerves a lot, so it's clearly that he's exactly like me. Um, but he deals with it, and so that's the thing. He deals with it. He speaks his mind. We get into it, but he takes it, and he really wants to do great things in life, and they all do, but he's a bit more driven than the others, um, and sometimes that's an issue, but... We have our we have our disagreements and we work through it. So this week he's my favorite. Probably won't be the same next week though. Um, that's it for today. We kept it quick because we want to go out and enjoy more of Toronto before we leave. Um, thank you for listening. And remember, it's easier to raise strong children than repair broken men. We're just here to try to help you sharpen your tools in your toolbox. As always, thank you for spending this time with us. We're not perfect, but we're wholehearted.